interview tips. Oh. Busting through that promotion yes. at the workplace. Yes. Negotiating compensation follow-up. Got to get paid. And maybe some more. <laughs> Today's <laughs> our first mailbag episode. Hey, people are writing in, man. Yeah, people are writing in. This is episode 22 of Beyond the Cubicle. Mm. Grab your pens, your papers, your favorite note-taking app, and let's check out this intro. <laughs> Go through the normal housekeeping stuff. Social media. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. At This Is BTC. You'll find us there. Uh, YouTube. If you're listening to this on the audio feed, head on over to YouTube, too, and check us out. Kind of see what our mugs look like. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I did my hair specials just for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we released a video version of the uh, podcast every week as well. Um, and if you go to YouTube, be sure to subscribe and smash the like button on the video. And also just share the link with somebody else that that may uh, find this information beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. It helps other people find us on the platform. Thank you. Today is our first mailbag episode, man. Mm-hmm. We, we got three questions from uh, from a couple of different sources. Two of them come from from your personal um, uh, training website, erickellyseminars.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Um, where, where people were actually watching some other content that we had done prior to the podcast getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a program called uh, the Dare to Dream or on the Dare to Dream Network. Um, Working the Dream. Called Working the Dream. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Eric Kelly and myself. Um, performed by Eric Kelly. And um, it aired last year. Um, 12, very, very blessed. Yeah, man. 12 episodes. Very, very good project. Well, actually, we'll, we'll work on figuring out how to get those episodes kind of up on, on one of our, our channels or platforms here soon so you guys can check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other other question comes from one of our our loyal listeners. Uh, has a question about you know some follow up on our negotiating conversation uh, episode, mm-hmm. and just a general job question. So, how about we just dive straight into it, man? Let's go for it. What All right. So the first email mm-hmm. comes from Naomi Ross, mm-hmm. and the subject is interview resources. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. I've been trying to find some resources to help me with answering some interview questions. Mm -hmm. I'm a new graduate family nurse practitioner, which already puts me at a major disadvantage. I'm curious there. Mm -hmm. Um, And have had a few interviews, and I believe I've not landed a position because I've not performed well in the interviews. I was wondering if you have any resources you can recommend specifically on answering behavioral questions. Mm -hmm. One of my problems is thinking of specific situations that I've come across in my career to use as examples um, in the interview. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to lie or make up experiences. Mm -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. I tend to get along with everyone and don't really have conflicts at work. And so I don't have examples to use on questions such as how do you deal with difficult people or how do you handle conflict? Mm -hmm. Thank you in advance for any suggestions you can give me. Naomi. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, Naomi. Uh, First of all, uh, congratulations on where you are. Absolutely. At the beginning of your career. 
don't sell yourself short. You you have put in some hard work. Put in some work to get where you're at. Yeah. So you've uh, uh, you've done the first step of what you need to do. And I could kind of tell a little bit from the tone of the letter. It sounds like a little bit too, that you're a person of faith. So right. trust me, you're going down the right path. Uh, be encouraged. You're in the right spot. Now, a couple of quick questions. When you are uh, uh, a couple of quick tips. When you are new, starting off, you don't have the years of experience. Right. But you have had some life experience. Right. So that's what you're going to draw on. Now, let me give you some heads up about the interviewer. And I think this goes for all of us, man, no matter where we are. The interviewer is simply trying to find several things. First of all, they want to know, are you knowledgeable mm -hmm. in, in your field? Are you trainable? Because I don't care how much you have learned, you're going to have to get trained in the system that you're going to work in. Absolutely. So if you're knowledgeable and you're trainable, and the third thing they want to know is, are you a good fit for their organization. Mm -hmm. And that's where they're going to be feeling out your personality. Uh, if you're on time, they're going to look at how you dress. The, the the image and managing perception that we do all the time, yes, sir. that's where they're going to go with that one. So when you're coming in and you want to make that good impression, that is aces to an interviewer. And those questions they're asking you, you know, when is a, you know, what do you do when you're dealing with, with difficult people. Well, you haven't done it on the job yet, but in your life you have. Yes. So we're going to answer it that way. Um, and they want to know, are you going to start mess in the workplace? <laughs> right. You know, you look like you're smart, you dress well, but we have some other crazy people that look like they're smart and dress well too. Yeah. And we'd like to flush them out the window. So we, they want to know ahead of time, how are you and what class you're going to fall in. Yeah, and and I, I understand what the interview process is for. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of it myself, especially <laughs> in, this, in, in this current format, but it's the best that we have to try to get to know somebody in a short period of time to determine, is this person capable of performing the tasks that I need to feel, right? Right. And are they a good culture fit? Right. Piggybacking off of episode, was that 21, where we talked so. about workplace culture, culture, right? Absolutely. Are they a good culture fit? Right. And all those things have to be uh, kind of discerned in a 20 to 25-minute window right? and a piece of paper that came before you got there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's why it's so intense. Now, check this out. If mm -hmm. I'm an interviewer, this could be really bad. Okay, now watch this. Mm -hmm. Brian, do you get along well with people? I do. Uh, Brian, do you work hard? I do, yes. Uh, Brian, are you successful uh, dealing with conflict? Yes. Okay. I've asked you three questions. I have no idea None. what you're... So we'll go to what we call behavioral questions. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, Brian, tell me about the last time you dealt with conflict. And the interviewer always has a smile. Yeah. <laughs> which means if you buy that, you're stupider than anything. <laughs> right. So so in, in Naomi's uh, situation, if, if you've generally gotten along with anybody, with everybody at work. Yeah. Right. Or you've just shied away from the drama. Yeah. Which is a plus. That's awesome. Right. That's good. And so um, that could be part of your answer. It, what, what if she says, okay, uh, thinking about school, because first of all, she's done a lot of schooling. Mm -hmm. She's had conflicts. She's had all kinds of people around her. Mm -hmm. What if she came back with, uh, you know, I really don't settle in for a lot of emotional conflict. I pretty much ignore things and stay focused on the task. Yeah. That's probably how she got through school. That's probably how she got through school. <laughs> and, 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 and if the interviewer comes back with, 
Well, what happens if you try to avoid it, but it just it just keeps pressing? This one coworker, this one manager keeps coming. And I think to your point, that's when you go to. Well, I've never had to deal with. Well, I, I've generally not had to deal with uh, a ton of conflict at work. I typically get along with all my all my peers and, and management. Right. But you know, just generally in dealing with difficult people throughout life. Here's how I've dealt with blah, 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 right? I don't take it personally. I realize that they don't know me from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And there could be so many reasons for them not liking me or or causing conflict. But I don't stay there. And and if you can get, as the interviewee, if you can get the interviewer to buy that you stay on task, Mm -hmm. that's big. Now, here's something that just occurred to me. How have we not done a whole episode on interviewing? We, we dove right into the workplace, <laughs> yeah. man. We went, we went straight for, well, for for everybody making bank. We did resumes, though. We, we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So due diligence. We okay. will do an entire episode on interviewing Absol- coming up here soon. Absolutely. Don't uh, lie. You know, you know what I like, though? What's that? In her letter, mm-hmm. she said, I don't make it up. And this oh. goes out to everybody. Guys, do not lie right. on an interview. Do not lie on a resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those people of faith, you know that whatever's coming for you, you will get. Right. But don't don't lie. And here's a here's a here's the case I ran into with a client. I want to say, you know, maybe a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, a person said they did something on their application that they did not do. Yeah, that, that's kind and of. And they were about to get hired. Mm-hmm. And they do a thing called background checks, <laughs> and it wasn't on. It wasn't on there. So here's a person yeah. that was hired, yeah. and they would not have been, they would not have been uh, uh, cast aside because of what they said they had done. Right. But in an attempt to embellish and uh, bas- making a nice piece of money. Yeah. So you're like. Please tell the truth. Always. Please tell Just, the truth. Yeah, truth will set you free. Absolutely. And will probably help you keep a help good your job. wallet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any more, uh, any more suggestions for Naomi? I think Naomi's going to be fine and, and perfect. I would say practice a little bit. There's mm-hmm. a couple of websites out. Uh, in fact, you could just Google, Google behavioral questions examples. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And practice, for instance, if if I'm hanging out with you, I'm going to say, Brian, put me through my paces, ask me some of these questions, and what you want to uh, sell to the interviewer, you want to sell the fact that you're thoughtful. Yes. So you don't want to come back immediately. Sometimes the faster you answer, sometimes it signals you just come off the top of your head. Right. Sometimes it's not perceived as too trustworthy. I th- yeah, I think we've mentioned this um, before. Just it, it's it's fine in our communication yes. episodes. Yeah, it's fine to say, you know what? Let me think about that for a couple seconds. Absolutely. You know, and then just kind of move on. You know, and and make sure you have a thoughtful answer, and then just kind of move on from there. Yeah, I but, agree with that. And not as long as somebody that we know that remain nameless, because they'll sit there. <laughs> you ask him a question, and he'll sit there for like. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. When he answers, it's it's brutal. Oh, it's it's very brutal. <laughs> but, but that three minute wait, you can go get you know get a soft drink, right? Some right. So you don't want to be that long, but you want to project an air of thoughtfulness, right? You know, tell me about a conflict. Well, unless you fought somebody that day, you do have to think about. Yeah, you got to think about it. You got to think about so, it. So yeah, and that's what the interview is looking for. So get some practice. Let somebody put you through your paces. Right. You know, that's a good thing. 
All right. Next, uh, next message, next note. Okay. This one is from Tanya. Okay. Tanya James, we'll call her. Okay. And her subject is career goals. Got it. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. My name is Tanya. Um, I hope this email finds you well. All right. Mm. My issue stuck and stagnant in the workplace. Happens to lots of people. Mm -hmm. I've been in the same job for almost 10 years, Mm. not for a lack of trying to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, I've applied to hundreds of positions over the past six years. Mm -hmm. I work in government and have been passed over for promotions many times. Mm -hmm. I get rave reviews from superiors for professionalism, teamwork, communication skills, technical ability, dependability, ethics, tact, and being teachable. Mm-hmm. which reflect in performance reviews and always getting raises when it's time. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not translated into a promotion, though, mm-hmm. but rather just being recognized with words. Mm-hmm. My, my superiors see me as ambitious and acknowledge it as well. Um, I haven't ruled out leaving and have been looking fervently in the private sector. I had several professionals look at my resume. I'm getting no feedback from employers anywhere. Please give me feedback when time permits. Thank you in advance for your time. So what are your general thoughts on... She is a bomb employee. Right. She she is the bomb. Yeah. She is throwing down. She gets it. She's stable, and nobody would ever bother her for the next 20 years. Right. She is the bomb employee. And the interesting thing is that she's got some ambitions for growth and development. Mm-hmm. She has mastered her spot. Mm-hmm. I know people, when they master their spot, they fall off. She doesn't. It sounds like she takes it to excellence. So she's the bomb employee. That's the person everybody should want. Right. Now let's stop and say why people don't get promoted. Yeah. Now, good. a lot of people don't get promoted, and she's not on that list. They don't get promoted because they're not putting forth the effort. Correct. Okay. She's killing on the job. She's taking, it sounds like she's looking for things for development. Yes. She's out moving around. I mean, that's the person you want to uh, 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 work in your company. Right. So what happens is sometimes very, very good people, this is not fair, and I think we've ruled out fair, but we need to do a whole show on fair because ain't nothing fair. Let's let that go. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a workhorse. Whoever her boss is, she's a workhorse, and... She cranks it out. Now, that makes her boss uh, uh, have an easier life. Right. Uh, I don't know, uh, Tanya, per se, but they don't want to let you go because you're making their life easy. Right. You, you have, yeah, you, you, you have made their life easier. And there are bosses that do that. Now, the twist on that, in the government sector, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. salary grades, GS salary grades, those things, man, those things are almost cast in stone. Yeah, promotions are typically like seniority based. I seniority believe seniority based. Yeah. You know, they're all about structure or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In private sector, man, if you come up with a million dollar uh, idea yeah. for your company, yep. Oh, they'll, they'll make oh, yeah. your VP. Yeah, they'll reward you. I'll be that. like Brian, man, let, let, let me come to the office, homie. Let, let, let me come visit you because. <laughs> They're going to reward what makes them money. Yes. The government does not necessarily have a bottom line. No, to adhere know. to. No. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stock price, no matter how hard she works, it mm-hmm. will not affect the stock price. Mm-hmm. You know, you on the other hand, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, from from the, from the sound of it, just based on, on this initial um, um, uh, 
email. Sounds like, hey, she's a high-performing employee. Oh, she's that's, a that's very well-respected. Um, Sounds like she, she's taking care of her pies. Yep. And yep. She's <laughs> performing <laughs> image, exposure, and spirituality because, honestly, it's the spirit getting to her right now that's saying, you know yes. what? It's, it's time to change. Yes. And, and just a quick reminder, hey, we hadn't done it in a couple episodes, but, but but pies is, P is for? Performance. You got to bring some to get some. I is for? Image. Are the folks around you comfortable with your image? Yes, yes. E is for? Exposure. How many people know you and know you positive? Right. And S is for? Spirituality. If you don't have it, the rest of it doesn't matter. That's it, man. Mm. That's it. So, I mean, some of the things that I, you know, I would kind of, toss in there is uh sound it sounds like she's kind of going above and beyond her her uh job description yep you know um you know we don't see her but you know so image wise i'm not sure but it seems she, like she, she's there oh, yeah absolutely it seems, seems like just based on the fact that her employers or her her superiors respect and acknowledge her her communication with them is great and her exposure with them is great and like you said spirit is already there yeah um it might be time to go. She's the employee that everybody wants, mm-hmm. but sometimes the... You, so, go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to go there. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. You, you say what you're going to say because I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. Sometimes change is where growth is. Oh, absolutely. Well, come on. <laughs> change what's, is where growth is. What's, what's our new favorite thing about comfort zones and... There's no growth in comfort zones. That is what it is, right? And salaries only go up in industry, and this is across the board. Yeah. I don't care who's listening to this, uh, uh, but in private sector, salaries adjusted yearly, basically cost of living or whatever that mm-hmm. is, COLA. They, they give you the price of a COLA. Right. That, that's your rate. It's not much. Two to three percent. That's it. Now, the companies are going to register 12, 15, 20 percent mm-hmm. uh, uh, growth in Wall Street. Right. But they're only giving a, on their salary line. It's only going to be two to three percent. Right. So growth happens when you develop your skills, parlay that into something else and go into another uh, uh, you know, another role in another right. company. Yeah, that, and only thing I was gonna say is just based off our last um, conversation about workplace culture. Mm-hmm. She seems like someone who would do well that has a culture for development. Oh, absolutely right. Because let's be real, not every company has that, that as a prominent piece of their culture. Right. 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 And so, just like I said last time, sometimes the culture is not right for you, and it might be time to go. Which it sounds like she's trying to do. Yeah. Um, yes. And then you know she she she's having some trouble just just with getting out of there. So yeah. And, um, and and she's been in a spot for a while. So as she you know as she asks for you know divine guidance and wisdom, mm-hmm. she will be guided to the spot. I think you're spot on because she's interested in growth. Right. If she gets in an organization where growth is a part of their culture and it's it's not only tolerated, uh-huh. it's promoted, uh-huh. she'll take off. Right. And then, you know, just to, to wrap this one up, like offering tips on, you know, uh, you know, we did a whole episode about resumes uh-huh. and just how to structure your resume, how to help you tell the proper story with your resume, resume uh-huh. and things like that. So putting in some work there. Um, she mentioned that she did have professionals look at it, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of not sure what, what's happening there. Um, but, it, you know, it, it could also be... Sometimes um, it's just time, man. Yeah, that's what I say, the, the timing of things. Yeah. 
the the her role with her skill set and the position that she's going for just the timing of the market could just not be um, not be a ton of opportunities open there yeah right um so so that could also be something i know people get frustrated with that well it's time yeah but if she keeps going the way she's going and picks her effort something will break oh and she'll yeah. be so happy something will break she'll be so happy all right, last mailbag item. Mm-hmm. And this one is from Karen in Austin. Mm-hmm. Karen. Right. All right, hi, Beyond the Cubicle. I have a couple of questions for you guys on a possible conundrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hold it, hold it. Karen is already brilliant. That has too many syllables. So we, if she's got a conundrum... I just got a problem, but I'm with you, Karen. All right, I listened to your recent episode on negotiating compensation and had a question. All right, I graduated a few months ago and have been doing an internship in my field, and they have offered me a full-time position. Got it. Uh, the conversation was informal, and as was the offer, and but they just wanted to gauge my interest. So my question is, um, in my next conversation, how do I handle the compensation question when it comes up? Basically, how do I not be the first to say a number? And what happens if they press me for a number? My second question is a two-parter. My second question, I also have an interview on the day my internship wants a response. Hmm. I enjoyed my internship, but where I have my interview is in line with what I would prefer to be doing in, in my career. All right. I feel like I should accept the internship job offer because they gave me an opportunity to begin with. And also, it seems to be guaranteed. And I don't want to I don't want to miss out on a on but I don't want to miss out on potentially doing something I would enjoy better. Mm-hmm. How do I handle this? All right. <laughs> you know you got two, you know you got two or three things in there. Oh. At the same time. That we could probably pull episodes oh. from. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... But let's tackle the first one. Okay, the first one is... How do I not be the first one to say a number when it when the compensation conversation comes up? They're looking to see... Here's what they're looking for. They're looking to see, did you make so much money before you got here that you're going to be uh, dissatisfied and a little troublemaker once you get here? Right. Yeah. That's, that's all they're looking right. for. You know, because if you made a million dollars and you were good and you were okay with making, you know, 37000 Yes, bro. Then, yeah, something wrong with you. <laughs> something right. <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze. Yeah. They want to know which law enforcement agency you're running from yeah, at this time. So, so uh, that's what they're looking for. They're looking to see, you know, you know how, how upset are mm-hmm. you. Uh, at taking this salary, so that's what they're fishing for. So then, so a typical conversation, whether you know if if it's an industry job or whatever, right? Right, right, right. It'd right. be you know you're in the middle of the conversation and they throw out the question. So in in, in terms of conversation compensation, like what what are you thinking? And your typical response is market, right? Whatever the market will hold now. You never walked in there without looking at payscale.com and Absolutely. salary.com. I mean, Absolutely. there's four or five of them out there. Google what salaries make. Yep. The typical rule is the bigger the company, the more that role will pay. So if you're a supervisor, entry-level supervisor mm-hmm. at a company that makes a million dollars a year, you're going to make less money than an entry-level supervisor at a company that makes $200 million a year. Right. Because that's just the way the ball bounces. Right. But... 
the market rate, whatever you get on that salary pay scale.com, kind of look at what the midpoint is, mm -hmm. and that will give you an idea. Uh, they'll If they try and back you into a number, mm -hmm. um, give them a higher number and let them bring it down. Yep. I like that strategy. Yep. <laughs> All right, second part of that question. Um, so she has an offer. Mm -hmm. It's an informal one, but it's probably pretty much guaranteed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then there's an interview coming up. <laughs> okay. On the day that she needs to answer back. An interview in the field that she probably would rather be in. Yes. Okay. So, well, both are in the field. Okay. The task she would probably rather be doing on the one she's interviewing for. Okay. Right? So, <laughs> and I guess this this was what the conundrum referred to, right? So. Yo, that's a, con that's a conundrum. Yeah. If there was definition of a conundrum. Right. That's it. So what are your general thoughts on, I have to give an answer, but I have this interview coming up? She's going to have to make a choice for, uh -huh. that, for that day. She's going to have to make a choice for that day. My overall advice to somebody about going to work is work at something that you like. Right. Um, years ago, I worked for uh, a gentleman, and because my background is in developmental uh, uh, organizational development and, and training and mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and he was a senior VP, executive VP um, uh, in human resources. Mm -hmm. And he said, Eric, if you stay specialized, you're going to pigeonhole yourself mm -hmm. because the people that get the senior executive VP jobs mm -hmm. are generalists. Right. And you, you're staying specialized over here. Um I realized I didn't like benefits. I mean, I like them when they give them to me, but I do not like negotiate <laughs> what kind of medicine all y'all take and right. whatever. Right. You know, say, hey, do you have vision? You know, yeah. I can't do that every day. Right. And the people that do it are very, very good at it. Yeah. And even if I had the ability, it would not be a passion, which means I would suck. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I love people. I love development. I love teaching. I love organizations. Uh, guiding them to where they want to go. Man, I get off on that. So I paid the price. Now, uh -huh. I didn't get a chance to be a vice president, uh -huh. but I was a vice president in my field. Gotcha. In the organizational development field. Um, this person should make a decision. Where are you most passionate? Mm. Because you have to get up and go to work every day. Mm -hmm. And just going to work, just going to work, you know, just... Existing man, that right. So, so I, I think sucks. I, I think the the issue would be you have something that seems like a guarantee, right? Yeah. Then you're going to interview. You don't know the timing of when this other place may may fill that position. Yeah. You don't even know whether they're going to give you an offer after you interview. That's true. To be honest with that's you. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, tell me. So generally, I would think like like this, and you tell me, you, you know, you tear down my logic here. Um, I'm going to interview, mm -hmm. and based on how I feel the interview's going, mm -hmm. or afterwards, I'll give my answer. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, I may accept this role, because mm -hmm. I need a job. Absolutely. And I'm not sure of the timing of when this, 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 this job that I'm interviewing for is going to fill their role. Now, at the end of that interview, when I close it out, 
I will ask, hey, wh when are you guys looking to fill this position so I can get a general idea? Absolutely. But in the meantime, if I need a, <laughs> if I need a job, yeah, I, I might accept <laughs> this role. Now, he he here's where I, I need you to kind of tell me where my logic is, okay. is flawed or not. But okay. how much damage can be done if I accept this position? The job that I interview for comes back in two weeks, let's say, and say, hey, you know, we really like you want to make your offer. The offer is equal to or better than the one I accepted. And I go back to them two weeks after I accepted and want to leave. Okay. I'm I'm praying now. Mm, pray. This. Pray. Help us. Pray. Help us. Because this is a conundrum. Because it, it, it's, is, it's a thing. It's Because human emotions will be involved. Absolutely. Although we work at these jobs that none of us own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Here, here's a challenge I have mm -hmm. with that. I believe that God wants us to be fulfilled right. in our purpose. Mm -hmm. And if a particular job or a particular set of things actually allow you to do more of what you feel fulfilled in doing, mm -hmm. that's where you should be. Right. And I'm trying to turn my cynical dial down. Yeah. Because if you leave that job in two weeks, they yeah. will replace you, and in a year, they will forget your name. Absolutely. And I really, I, but I don't think we should be flippant. I think we should be as courteous as possible. Absolutely. If you tell me you're leaving and this is really your passion, even though I'm upset, that I now have to go find a new person, I don't even know you enough to be mad at you on a personal level. Right. And if it's one of us who understands growth and development, we're going to say, hey, good luck to you. Uh, I'm really sad to see you go. I really wish I had known this was out there. Right. You know, but when I say I wish I had known, that wasn't for you. Right. I wish I had known so I wouldn't have had to hire you and do the work all over again. Uh, but gas ain't free, bread's not free, rent's not free. So uh, I think most people would understand that. And, and I guess that's where I was landing. Yep. It's, most most it's, people would understand that. I, th I think a lot of it is in the delivery. It goes back to our, our conversation on communication, right? I think a lot of it is in the delivery yeah. of, of the message and versus the message itself. Yeah. You know, if we, if we go in there with a the humble attitude and gracious for giving us the opportunity but this amazing opportunity popped up that uh, I wasn't sure that I was going to be considered for. Yes. Um, uh, considerate, but not uh, apologetic. Because right. in this life, you do have to go after it. You do have to seize the day, whatever the phrase is. Uh, and those other people that you're talking to, mm -hmm. trust me, they're looking about. They're looking at their day. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's about wh where are you being led to be and what's your passion. So you're going to be humble. Yep. You're going to say, hey, and you're going to be apologetic. But trust me, you do not have to feel bad about looking for a better opportunity. Yep. Because you're, if the person you were talking to, apologizing to, mm -hmm. if they had a better opportunity, you would be talking to a wall. Absolutely. So that's the reality of the workplace that we're in. Man, this was a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think we were gonna get that much out of. Yeah, keep the mailbag out going. of the mailbag, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone that um, submitted uh, questions and and advice, solicited advice from Eric, um, and also from from the show. Um, we hope that you have found some of these these discussions 
helpful. And for those who are listening uh, that, that this wasn't your particular situation, we hope that you found some of the, the answers and, and breakdown of the situations helpful as well. Absolutely. All right. So this is episode 22 with Beyond the Cubicle podcast. For Eric Kelly, I'm Brian Montgomery. See you in the next episode. We're out. Mm-hmm.